0: What's up, guys, and welcome back to the DualSense podcast. This is episode 68. I'm one of your co-hosts, Jason, and I am not joined this week yet again by Travis, my other usual co-host. That son of a bitch that he is has left me high and dry as he's had to deal with some family matters, visit some family in North Carolina, the northern Carolina, as it were. The northernmost Carolina, in fact. Nevertheless, you guys are stuck with me for the next 90 minutes, probably probably much less than that, as I bring you all of the week's PlayStation news, rumors, new games, and much more. And of course, as you may or may not know, you can listen to our episodes on all the usual podcast services around the world. We put out new episodes every Monday, as well as YouTube, where we also post game streams and clips, if that interests you as well. And we would also love to hear from you on Twitter if you want to hit us up and talk. We can talk about the show or we can just talk PlayStation. We would love to hear from you. We are very active on the Twitter. We're also on Instagram now at the DualSense Podcast where I post mostly virtual photography. Much more of that than anything about the podcast itself. So if you're interested in that, check that out. And uh, we do have quite a bit of news this week to get through. Not as... Media's last week by any stretch of the imagination, but still some very interesting things nonetheless. So let's jump right in here with number one. Sony Interactive Entertainment president and CEO Jim Ryan sat down this week for his fireside chat with website GamesIndustry.biz. Ryan seemed to signal a tonal and cultural shift for Sony Interactive Entertainment and PlayStation Studios regarding the future of game availability and platform exclusivity with him hinting at PlayStation games potentially becoming platform agnostic. Brian stated, quote, I'd like to see a world where the games that we make at PlayStation can be enjoyed by many, many tens of millions, perhaps hundreds of millions of people. Right now, with the exist- existing console model, a really great PlayStation hit, you're talking 10 or 20 million people able to play that game. And if you compare that to music and movies, they can be enjoyed by almost limitless audiences. I think some of the art our studios are making is some of the finest entertainment in the world, and to gate the audience frustrates me. I'd love to see a world where hundreds of millions of people can enjoy those games end quote so this is extremely interesting to me, and it's been also interesting to see the conversation on social media this week that some people are interpreting interpreting this interpreting this differently than others, and the way that I interpret this is pretty literal compared to some other takes that I've seen in that I believe that somewhere along the along the road it seems somewhat recently that Jim Ryan and PlayStation have begun to shift their strategy long term towards this thinking of we need to get our PlayStation games on as many platforms as many into as many homes as possible that's the way I take this There's no other way for that to really happen outside of PlayStation games losing their console exclusivity and becoming platform agnostic, as I mentioned. And that's quite a contrast from the Sony and the PlayStation and the Jim Ryan that we saw leading up to the the launch of PS5, where they would talk about, we believe in generations and we think PlayStation is the best place to play. And we have, we're going to have exclusive titles and we're doubling down on them and you know, PlayStation is going to be the only place to play those and so on and so forth. And then now Jim comes out with this interview, this chat and tells one of the most respected outlets in the industry from a business standpoint that he would love to see hundreds of millions of PlayStation games in the hands of consumers. And if we're being honest, of course, PS4 has sold over a hundred million systems. PS5 will also most likely do the same thing. but. Nothing to the level of television or movies or music, right? So the only way to do that is to get those games on more and more platforms. So that's extremely interesting that this is now a thing with PlayStation, it would seem. Like I said, it's just a huge cultural shift in belief of how to operate and execute on their vision. And I don't know what has happened or if this has always been in 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 the back of Jim's mind. In the back of PlayStation's mind, and I don't know. I would love to be a fly on the wall in those meetings and to see what has brought this on. But you're starting. I think we can see some of the breadcrumbs of this all taking place in the form of you know Sony Pictures doubling down on television series like The Last of Us, like Twisted Metal, um, you know, film with Uncharted that sort of thing. And then also we're starting to see another breadcrumb with the migration of PlayStation franchises to PC which has already happened in a way, but it's going to start ramping up now that they acquired Nix's studio. So we're seeing some of this, you know, lean in that direction. In terms of how I feel about it, I don't think that more money for Sony, more money for PlayStation per se is a bad thing. Obviously it is a business after all, and that's what they're chasing ultimately. I think it does, I've made the, you know, the argument before in regards to Xbox, specifically that if you do something like this, I feel like it, renders your platform, meaning the systems it's themselves, pretty useless. I mean, because at that point, we're already headed toward a future where, and we're mostly there, where you can play multiplayer games with anybody, regardless of platform, with cross-play, you know, now cross-save, cross-progression a lot of the times on some games. So we're already kind of headed that way. And then now this just more so renders individual systems obsolete, in my opinion which maybe that's why we've seen playstation with the ps5 lean into more of the not just necessarily the computing power and the graphical power of the console but more along the lines of like the dual sense shout out and the ssd and that sort of thing maybe that's the differentiating factors moving forward right and so anyway i'm kind of rambling on by default because travis is not here but that's just kind of how I feel about it from shooting from the hip, you know, in a nutshell. Very interesting, very curious indeed that this is now something that's that's a rea- reality that we're heading for. And I'm very interested to see what that looks like in the future. And if they're going to be as uh, liberal with it as, and I don't mean liberal in a political sense, but as liberal meaning as generous with this idea of platform. Uh, you know, coming off of the PlayStation platform exclusively as Microsoft is with Xbox. So we'll see. Number two, rumors of an in-development remake of a PlayStation game surfaced this week thanks to a keen-eared Irish radio listener who shared on Reddit and was later reported by numerous outlets that Irish singer-songwriter Eba McMahon, also known by her stage name Ava, told Irish radio program The Lunchbox that she wrote a song for a quote-unquote big PlayStation remake set to be announced in December. McMahon stated, quote, Michael McGlynn got in touch, with, got in touch and just said, listen, we're writing music for a, re- for a remake of a PlayStation game. It's an Irish language piece that they're looking for, end quote. McMahon added, quote, for ages I wasn't allowed to really, you don't know what you're writing for. It's all kind of undisclosed because they don't want it to get out. So it, it's actually going to be announced at Christmas. The name of the game. I've heard of it now, and I've confirmed it is a big game, which is great. End quote. For context, Michael McGlenn and the music ensemble that he and Ebba McMahon are a part of previously worked on the Xeno series, including McGlenn performing alongside series composer Yasunori Mitsuda for the Xeno Gear's 20th anniversary. Website Gamatsu reported that on August 30th, Yasunori Mitsuda's music label tweeted an image of a remote recording session between Mitsuda, Michael McGlynn, and McGlynn's daughter working on a song together. Xeno Gears launched in 1998 on the original PlayStation and was both a critical and commercial success. However, however, guys, it is also worth noting, for conspiracy's sake, as you guys know that I love a good conspiracy, that the Metal Gear Solid series arguably a much more important franchise in PlayStation's history, also features an Irish song that is very prominent in the franchise's lore, and it's called The Best is Yet to Come. The song features in the original Metal Gear Solid, during the game's iconic opening and ending sequences, as well as in the Twin Snakes and Metal Gear Solid 4, Guns of the Patriots. Now, I'm going to tell you guys, no disrespect to to the Xeno franchise, to Xenogears, Xenoblade... No disrespect. I understand that's that's an important game on the PlayStation system. Uh, it's not obviously exclusive to PlayStation anymore. It's on Switch and things like that. However, I don't think that you can. Maybe I'm out of touch because I don't play JRPGs, for instance, those sorts of games. It's not my genre at all. But I I think that you can pretty definitively say that Metal Gear Solid is a is a much bigger franchise to the PlayStation ecosystem overall. I just feel like if you walk out on stage in December at the Game Awards at a PlayStation Experience event and you're like, hey, this is whoever and I'm here to announce that we're remaking Xenogears from 1998 built from the ground up for the PS5. I mean, there's going to be people excited about that. Don't get me wrong, but eh, eh. However, if they come out and whether it's Blue point or maybe not whoever it is and they're like hey guys we've been making a remake of metal gear solid from the ground up and here to perform you know how they do at these shows here's a selection from of music from composer whoever whoever from the game's original soundtrack whatever something like that or maybe maybe it's a trailer and it's the, the you know the music for that either way regardless irregardless, if they announced a Metal Gear Solid remake or anything Metal Gear Solid, really, that's a remake or something like that, that's a much bigger needle mover than Xenogears. I mean, I I would argue that wholeheartedly. And I just feel like that, I don't know, (laughs) this is kind of like a abandoned moment for me, right? Which I'm still not, I'm still not abandoning abandoned. They just have been quiet, very conspicuously quiet lately, but... This is another one of those type of moments for me where I just feel like it's too, you know, it's too much to it's all it's too coincidental for this possibly not to be something related to Metal Gear. And I just don't think the circumstances add up to being, you know, a Xeno Gears or Xeno something in the Xeno series. And that being as big a big deal that they would announce at the Game Awards or PlayStation Experience. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I'm way off maybe i'm really devaluing how much people love and have and how much nostalgia people have for the xeno series i maybe so but i just don't see that i just don't see that and if it truly is something that's going to be announced in december when you and especially if it's at the game awards when you're going to have 60 70 80 million people watching that you're going to walk out there walk some guy out there from square enix and announce xeno gears remake come on come on that's not going to happen right right Number three, following last week's report that Konami is working to revive several major franchises, including Silent Hill, website Gamatsu reported that a quote-unquote publishing source has told them one of the rumored two Silent Hill projects is currently in development at Kojima Productions, with Sony financing the project, making it a PlayStation-exclusive, of course. Andy Robinson from Video Games Chronicle, who originally broke the story regarding Konami reviving IP, had the following to say about the Kojima Productions rumors. Quote, All I can say is that the Japanese studio referenced in my reporting is not Kojima Productions. It's very possible there are multiple games going on within Japan, or that external studios are working together, but that's speculation from me. Sal at Gamatsu is a great journalist, so I don't doubt his info. End quote. So, We've got some conflicting reporting going on here, and it's certainly you can certainly see the coin landing on either side on this, meaning that you could certainly see Kojima working on a Silent Hill game. Obviously, already was doing that in the past. You could definitely see that, and you could also see him not doing that and it just being a different Japanese team, uh, like blooper team, for instance. So uh, I don't really know what to make of this. I think I think both are equally just as possible, if it's Kojima, obviously it's a huge deal. And, you know, if it's someone else, I think it's a letdown. <laughs> so, I think this is kind of unfortunate for the Silent Hill game, whoever is making it. And and the fact that people are kind of wanting and expecting it to be Kojima at this point. And if it's not, if it's Bloober Team, for instance, or whoever, uh, you know, that's, that's obviously not going to be met with as much fanfare and in as high of regard. So... I guess we'll see. I think there's been so much talk of this lately that we've got to be getting close to a reveal. Of course, Konami has said that they're going to start talking about these games that they had announced, or, well, not announced, but, well, I guess they did. I guess they did say that, but I understand... No, they haven't said anything officially. I think it was just rumored, but the rumor is that Konami is going to start talking sometime in 2022, so we may have to wait a little bit, but it just feels like we're getting close, but we'll see. Number four, website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that, as expected, Bluepoint Games has begun staffing up for their next projects, with new job postings setting the studio sights on creating, quote, Game of the Year quality titles, end quote. In related news, Last, media, last Stand of Media's Colin Moriarty claimed on Twitter this week that sources tell him Bluepoint is working on Bloodborne in some form or fashion, writing, quote, I'm hearing through the grapevine Bluepoint may be on a journey to Yarnum end quote yarnum of course is the setting of bloodborne so this is not terribly surprising as it would line up with our conversation last week and what was reported and that bluepoint is making an original game not not a new ip not a new original ip that's not what they said which has been you know a point of discussion in the past week or so but it would line up with being an original game in the fact, and they in the sense that they could possibly be making a Bloodborne sequel, which would be obviously an original game based off an existing IP. And I think as someone who doesn't play Bloodborne or Dark Souls games, anything like that, I understand that this would be a huge deal, and people have been you know wanting specifically an a, a, a general upgrade for Bloodborne for the longest time. And it's almost comical now at this point that there hasn't been some sort of upgrade for the next-gen at all. But this definitely would be um, a huge, huge game for Sony. And I think it's very possible that Bluepoint is making not only an original Bloodborne uh, sequel, Bloodborne 2, if you will, but also very possible that they're also working on a next-gen update of some sort for Bloodborne, the original. Both are very possible, in my opinion. And it would kind of line up with... Again, what we heard last week, that they're working on possibly an original game and also a remake. Although, I don't know, you you wouldn't obviously remake totally Bloodborne. That would just be more of a a remaster. So, I don't know. Interesting. We'll see. Number five, Rockstar Games officially announced Grand Theft Auto, the trilogy, the definitive edition on Friday. Awful name. God, awful name. The collection will come to both PlayStation 4 and PlayStation 5 later this year with all three games featuring, quote, Across the board upgrades including graphical improvements and modern gameplay enhancements for all three titles, while still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals, end quote. Rockstar is still yet to confirm if the games will also be available a la carte or only bundled as the collection. But they did confirm that the existing version of all three titles will be removed from digital storefronts next week ahead of the launch of these updated versions everyone's favorite leaker tom henderson revealed that the trilogy will release on november the 11th according to his sources who shared that marketing budgets have been set for launch campaigns to begin that week so this has been rumored off and on for several weeks now we knew this was coming the rating was leaked by the korean games board a week or two ago i don't remember when we talked about that but pretty recently so it was just a matter of time i you know they need. This is typical kind of rock star. Just like they like, they drip feed their games. They also drip feed their fans. You know, news, <laughs> and that's basically what this is. I, I'm, I'm only going to be interested in this collection if the remaster or the upgrade is significant enough. You know, I'm sure it's going to be sixty or seventy dollars for this. But if it's just scaling up the resolution and, and just you know minor things, I don't know. I, I don't think I'm in for that. If it's pretty significant, and I think there's a little bit of a hint there when they say we're still maintaining the classic look and feel of the originals, which obviously you're going to have to. You have to just totally rebuild the games, you know, from almost nearly from the ground up with a totally new with a new engine or more modern engine. And that would be a lot. But I'm very curious to see just how far this goes. And that's going to determine if I'm going to pick it up or not. I guess probably I don't know. We probably won't see any gameplay before then we'll probably just get some type of gameplay, like one and a half, two-minute clip. That's probably all we'll have to go on, so we'll see. We'll see. Number six, Sony announced the PlayStation Store's top-downloaded games for the month of September this week. On PlayStation 5, the top-downloaded game was NBA 2K22, followed by Deathloop, Cana Bridge of Spirits, Diablo II Resurrected, Madden NFL 22, Ghost of Tsushima Director's Cut, Tales of Arise, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Death Stranding Director's Cut, Life is Strange True Colors, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Rainbow Six Siege, Marvel's Avengers, Hot Wheels Unleashed, Ratchet and Clank Rift Apart, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order, Hitman 3, Demon's Souls, Aliens Fireteam Elite, and then over on the PS4, the top downloaded game was also NBA 2K22, Followed by Madden NFL 22, Diablo 2 Resurrected, Grand Theft Auto 5, Minecraft, Red Dead Redemption 2, Need for Speed Heat, Call of Duty Black Ops Cold War, Spider-Man Miles Morales, Insurgency Sandstorm, Batman Arkham Knight, God of War, Tales of Arise, The Forest, (laughs) it's always there, Rainbow Six Siege, Spider-Man Game of the Year Edition, Dead by Daylight, Assassin's Creed Valhalla, Horizon Zero Dawn Complete Edition, and then finally, Sonic Colors Ultimate. On PlayStation VR, the most downloaded game was Beat Saber, followed by Job Simulator, Swordsman VR, Vader Immortal, Rick and Morty Virtual Rickality, Creed Rise to Glory, Superhot, Gorn, The Walking Dead Saints and Sinners, and Surgeon Simulator Experience Reality. And then finally, in the free-to-play category, Fortnite reclaimed The Throne as the most downloaded game on PlayStation Store. Followed by Splitgate, Genshin Impact, Call of Duty Warzone, Apex Legends, Rocket League, Destiny 2, Super Animal Royale, eFootball 2022, and Rec Room. So, pretty big list there. And let's see if anything stands out to me. You know, on PS5, things went pretty much how you would expect them to. NBA, Deathloop, Kena, 1-2-3. No big surprises there. Uh, let's see here. You know, Rainbow Six Siege and Avengers hanging around. Avengers is back in there. That's interesting. I don't know if it's always been on there. I feel like it's kind of been in and out. Uh, Hot Wheels Unleashed is supposed to be very good, so it's cool to see it chart there in the top 20. It's good for them. And then on PS4, you know, GTA 5 is all the way down to 5, or 4, I'm sorry. No real surprises there. Insurgency Sandstorm is at... 10 or 11 there with just a couple of days on the market because it came out on the 29th, so that bodes pretty well for that. And then, like I mentioned, The Forest is there again like it always is. It seems like nothing really really stands out on PSVR and then on free-to-play. Fortnite reclaims the throne, but Splitgate holding its own there at number 2, sticking around, and I think it will continue to stick around. It's a fine game. I think it'll be there for the long haul. It's very popular. And uh, I, I think it'll probably battle Fortnite for the foreseeable future for the one spot. Number seven, Sony also announced the October additions to PlayStation Now on Monday. The Last of Us Part Two, arguably the biggest game to ever come to the service, will be available until January the 3rd. PlayStation 5 players who download the game can also enjoy the PS5 performance update, and also included are the persistent online multiplayer title Fallout 76, Horror Game Trilogy, Amnesia Collection, Story-Driven Real-Time Tactical Game, Desperados 3, Final Fantasy VIII Remastered, Isometric Action RPG, Victor Vran, Overkill Edition, or Victor Vran, who knows, and Top-Down Arcade Zombie Shooter, Yet Another Zombie Defense HD. So a pretty, not not pretty, a very strong list, even if you just only added The Last of Us Part Two, extremely, extremely good month for PlayStation Now. I've already downloaded The Last of Us Part 2. Can't wait to check that out on PS5. I had been on the fence a couple of times about actually buying it again to check out the next-gen upgrade, and this is back. <laughs> and also, I was you know curious about having it for Factions multiplayer when I thought that that was just going to be an add-on, which I definitely don't think that now, but nevertheless, interested in going back to it, possibly getting the Platinum. And then let's see here. Fallout 76 is a fun game. They've done a lot of work to it. Um. Don't care about amnesia at all. No thanks. And then Desperados Three. I feel like I played a demo for that about the time it came out. And that game is cool. It's like that uh, Shadow Tactics Blades of the Shogun game. Uh, kind of difficult, actually. Very. And it's 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 probably. I mean, XCOM level difficult. Which I know that is more difficult or less difficult depending on who you are. But it's. It's got some difficulty to it. Anyway, how many times can I say difficult? Let's move on. Number eight, we also have a lot of news nuggets to get through here as well. And I'm going to have to get through them all by my lonesome. Travis has left me yet again this week. Didn't even have enough time to find a cool guest co-host like last time when I found, not found, when I invited Ryan from the For the Players podcast on. That was a great show. Didn't even have time to do that, Travis, that rap bastard that he is. Anyway, here we go. News Nuggets. First Nugget, Haven Studios co-founder Jade Raymond also had her fireside chat with GamesIndustry.biz this week. She told the outlet that the team is currently up to 54 employees, that they are trying to achieve next level visual quality on PS5, and that Sony was their first choice for a funding and publishing partner. Ubisoft announced Ghost Recon Frontline this week during the 20th anniversary of the Ghost Recon franchise. Frontline is a free-to-play, massive multiplayer battle royale shooter coming to both PS4 and PS5. Those interested can sign up now at the Ubisoft website to be a part of the upcoming technical tests. I'm pretty curious about this game. I mean, it's, it's free, so those games always pique my curiosity. I do enjoy Ghost Recon as a franchise. I will say that I do agree with some of the sentiment online is in that how many battle royale shooters do we need? You know we we've, we've got this, we've got Hyperscape from them, not to mention all the other ones that aren't Ubisoft. Uh, they've all they're also making that free to play COD knockoff called X Defiant, which I'm interested in as well. No, nah, I'm just a sucker for that shit, I guess, but. And then, I didn't realize this, but someone said online this week that the Division Heartland, which is the free-to-play spinoff of the Division, so there's a third one from just from Ubisoft, is going to be Battle Royale. I, I haven't seen that anywhere else or gotten that vibe, but I'm not doubting that that's the case. But I, thought, I just thought it was literally going to be like an MMO. The Division is the way I took that. But anyway, I, I'm going to keep my on a front line and we'll see It, it does have a unique twist in that there's no like ring of death and all that. So they're trying at least to do something a little different, but I don't know. We'll see stiff competition that they face next nugget. Sony interactive entertainment announced that PS3 and PS Vita users will no longer be able to use a credit card, debit card or PayPal to buy digital content or add funds to your wallet for the PlayStation store as of October the 27th. RIP. Dreams will get a Halloween-themed community collaboration called All Hallows Dreams. It's clever. Uh, I'm sorry. All Hallows Dreams, a Ghost Train. Life part out. Starting on October the 15th, the Ghost Train will take players through various user-made tracks and mini games. Website Push Square reported that Sony has hired former Apple Arcade executive Nicola Sebastiani. Great name, Sebastiani, as the head of mobile at PlayStation Studios. Yakuza and Judgment Series developer Ryuga Gotoku Studio tough, has officially reorganized the studio after confirming the departure of Yakuza Series creator Toshihiro Nagoshi. Yakuza producer Daisuke Sato was also confirmed to be departing the studio. Ryuga Gotoku Studio also confirmed that Yakuza Like a Dragon sequel is currently in development. How many times can I say Yakuza? Rockstar Games teased their next major GTA Online content update this week featuring, quote, a well-known contact and familiar friends, end quote, who need your help expanding their business. Speaking of Rockstar, the developer finally removed the once-in-development PS3-exclusive title, Agent, from their website this week. Agent was a Cold War game set in the 1970s that was revealed back in 2009 by Rockstar, but was eventually canned as the studio moved on to GTA V. Makes you wonder, what could have been? We'll never know. Also, Twitch was the victim of a major hack this week when, hacker, when a hacker leaked the entire source code of the website, streamer payouts since 2019, and much more. Twitch has advised users to change their passwords and turn on two-factor authentication. Also, four PlayStation 4 games topped the Japanese software sales charts this week, an extreme rarity in Sony's own country. The Legend of Heroes, Kuro no Koseki. FIFA 22, Lost Judgment, and Melty Blood, Type Lumina, were 1 through 4, respectively. I think we can relax a little bit on the the Japanese market not showing love to PlayStation. I think they're doing just fine. Also, development on... This is a crazy one, guys. Development on Panzer Dragoon Voyage Record, a PlayStation VR version of Sega's... or Sega... or Sega... mega popular... On shoot 'em up series has apparently halted after the game's official Twitter account falsely announced the studio's CEO and producer, Haruto Watanabe, to be dead. The post has since been deleted after it was confirmed that Watanabe is in fact still alive, but it is unclear if work on the game is still ongoing. What in the hell is this? <laughs> How is this possible? How does a studio tweet out that their producer is dead and CEO, how, the, how do you not know whether he's, a, he's alive or dead? Either I'm missing part of the story or this is just plain outrageous. Who knows? Next nugget, Far Cry 6 in-game QR codes linked to promo materials for the upcoming Netflix show called Captain Laserhawk, a Blood Dragon remix, as well as teases for a multiplayer game or mode of some sort. Interesting. Illphonic studio co-founder Rafael Sadiq let slip on a recent podcast that the Predator Hunting Grounds and Arcadagedon developer is working on a new Ghostbusters game. They had they did mention a while back when they announced Arcadagedon and they were kind of doing like a post announced, you know, marketing cycle, whatever, that they were working on a licensed game that didn't come together, and then that's how they ended up making Arcadagedon. So that would possibly make sense that it was Ghostbusters. Also, boxer Deontay Wilder has joined the roster of upcoming PS4 and PS5 game eSports Boxing Club. EA announced that Battlefield 2042 will now support dual entitlement on PlayStation consoles, meaning that if you buy the digital standard edition on either system, you will get both the PS4 and PS5 versions of the game. The offer is only applicable to the digital versions of the game. A new hidden gem cell on the PlayStation Store has discounted over 400 titles until October the 20th, with additional discounts for PlayStation Plus members in some instances. Check that out if you're interested. Electronic Arts is said to be reviewing their licensing agreement with FIFA over the use of their brand for their soccer game franchise, which is annually the best-selling sports game in the world. I don't see that actually going through. Sony released a new firmware update for the PlayStation 5 this week, and naturally, it simply improved system performance. Also, Ubisoft shared the post-launch roadmap for their upcoming outdoor sports game, Riders Republic, Rider I Hardly know her, which will get both free and paid content, including BMX bikes, rocket-powered skis, tons of cosmetics, and new game modes. Developer Polyphony Digital announced that Brembo will be Gran Turismo 7's official braking system technical partner. I have some questions about this. I wish Travis were here to answer them, but I don't understand what this means exactly. It's a video game. Why does it matter? Or how do you how for that matter do you make a specific braking system in the game? I don't know. Maybe it's too much for me to understand. Next nugget, Konami promised an initial fix update for eFootball is on the way, coming on October the twenty-eighth. Website PlayStation Lifestyle reported that Xbox Era's Nick Baker has a new PlayStation River this week. This time he has heard that he has heard from two sources that Sly Cooper is making a comeback and a new entry is currently in the works. Interesting. Sony's play at home initiative saw more than sixty million copies of free PlayStation games redeemed during the COVID nineteen pandemic. Developer from Software revealed this week that Elden Ring is in the quote unquote final stages of development. For all you nerds out there. Former chairman of SIE Worldwide Studios Sean Layden collaborated on a recent podcast that Sony waits until PlayStation Studios games have reached their console sales saturation point before porting them to PC. Makes sense that that checks out. Nothing much to say there, but I would probably do the same thing. Also, developer Neon Giant, the team behind current Xbox exclusive The Ascent, stated that they are aware of the demand, aware of the demand for the game on PS5, and asked fans to quote-unquote keep an eye out okay that's probably a one-year timed exclusive on xbox so i think next summer we'll probably get it on ps5 naughty dogs director of communications arnie meyer announced on twitter that he is now vice president of the studio focusing on culture organizational practices and employee well-being modern warfare developer infinity ward announced the opening of a new studio based in austin texas who will begin work immediately on 2022's entry in the cod series which is rumored to be based on a covert covert war between the U.S. and Central American drug lords. Black Matter and CEO Max Rea told The Loadout that a last import of hardcore shooter hell at loose is very unlikely. Developer-publisher Gearbox is under, undergoing some executive restructuring following the announcement that co-founder Randy Pitchford is stepping down from his role as president of its software division to focus on the company's new film and television branch called Gearbox Studios. Pitchford will still remain as CEO and president of Gearbox Entertainment as a whole, which is now the umbrella under which all Gearbox divisions report to. Steve Jones will become president of software in Randy's stead. Romuald Caprone, I just butchered that, the head of Deathloop developer Arcane Leone has left the studio after nearly 17 years. Sony Santa Monica Studio confirmed that God of War Ragnarok will support full localization in 11 languages with an additional eight supported by subtitles only. Developer Bungie announced that most of Destiny 2's Forsaken content as well as the year 4 seasonal updates will be getting vaulted when the Witch Queen launches on February 22nd. Website PlayStation Universe reported that Sony London Studio is staffing up for its next project, which is an online PS5 game according to multiple job listings interesting thought they would be working on a vr game for sure but maybe they're doing both we'll see playstation universe also reported that the following games received update patches this week days gone mlb the show 21 assassin's creed valhalla life is strange true colors got a 60 frames per second update wasteland 3 fall guys cana bridge of spirits call of duty black ops cold war the elder scrolls online and godfall so if you've been waiting for something to be fixed in those games you might want to check it out Also, a new rumor suggests that Injustice 3 Gods Will Fall is set to be revealed at the upcoming DC Fandome event on October the 16th. FIFA 22 sold 35% fewer physical copies at launch than FIFA 21, according to launch sales data from GFK. That's not very good. Genshin Impact Update 2.2 will launch on October 13th with a new character and new location. PSVR game Wraith, the Oblivion Afterlife, has been delayed to October 27th, and I feel like we talk about them every time on the podcast somehow. Also, developer Platinum Games revealed that Babylon's Fall has received a visual upgrade following fan feedback, and the next technical test will be available on PS5 starting on November the 15th. Battlefield 2042 developer DICE revealed on Twitter that the recent open beta was a build that was a few months old and that considerable improvements have already been made to the game that didn't make the cut for the open beta. I'm not sure if I buy that totally. A new rumor suggests that PlayStation 5 exclusive Returnal may be getting new content after Twitter user PlayStation Size discovered a new update to the game which clocked in at around 6 gigabytes. Interesting. Sony Electronics revealed a new line of Bravia XR televisions that feature auto HDR tone mapping and auto gen- genre picture mode. Both the PS5 and Bravia XR TVs will get an update by the end of January to support the new feature. Developer Team Ninja confirmed that Bloodborne producer Masaki Yamajiwa, man, I probably killed that and not in not a good way, has joined the studio after departing Sony Japan Studio back in February. Square Enix has added paid XP and resource boosters to Marvel's Avengers despite previously saying that they would never do it. New rumors suggest Ubisoft is taking Far Cry 7 in a more online oriented direction according to sources at Axios. Also, co-op zombie shooter Back for Blood will limit your in-game progression should you choose to play solo. Supply points, stat tracking and accomplishments are all disabled in solo play. That is a stupid stupid move. The stupid doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Website Gamatsu reported that publisher Koei Tecmo announced Atelier Sophie 2 the alchemist in, of the mysterious dream for PS4. It will launch worldwide on February 25th. Dramatic comedy adventure game What Lies in the Multiverse will launch on PS4 in early 2022. Publisher 110 Industries announced a trio of games this week. First up is mech combat game Vengeance is Mine, which will launch in 2023 on PS5. Next was sci-fi racing game Red Goes Faster, and launching on PS5 in 2024. And finally, third-person action game Wanted Dead will launch on PS5 sometime in 2022, and they showed a gameplay trailer for that game, and it looks pretty, pretty cool. Pretty awesome. Pretty awesome. Look that one up. Wanted Dead. Put the trailer up for that. Do yourself a favor. Also, Dynasty Warriors 9 Empires will launch on PS4 and PS5 on February 25th. It will include a free next-gen upgrade for PS4 owners. Classic shoot-'em-up game, Glay Lancer, will release on PS4 and PS5 on October the 15th. Roguelike side-scrolling beat-'em-up game, Immortal, and the death that follows was announced for PS5, and will release sometime in 2025 with a demo planned for 2022. Why are you even talking about your game? Why are you talking about your game? 2025, that's got to be the latest... Outside of maybe whatever game that Bungie is working on after Destiny 2, like that has got to be the like furthest out game that we've heard about so far. 2025. Four years away, they've announced this game. Crazy. And you're an indie title. Next nugget, Coffee Talk Episode 2, Hibiscus and Butterful will release on PS4 sometime in 2022. Laundromat and Arcade Management Simulation Arcade Paradise have been delayed. Or has been delayed, I should say, to spring of 2022. Bandai Namco announced Mobile Suit Gundam Battle Operation Code Fairy for both PS4 and PS5, with more information coming on October the 19th. Developer Polygon Treehouse will bring BAFTA nominated narrative adventure game Roki to PS5 on October the 28th. Multi layered universe action adventure game Cosmic will launch on PS4 and PS5 sometime in 2022. And finally, French publisher Nacon has acquired Dead End Series and The Last Spell developer Ishtar Games, Ishtar Games, I guess, who will also now act as a publisher of indie games under their own label. And that is all for the news this week. And I'll now turn it over to myself (laughs) to bring you this week's new game releases. On October the 4th, we got Hampus on PS4 Probe, a game dev experience on PSVR. (laughs) Sounds pretty invasive. And then on October the 5th, we got Agatha Christie, Hercule Poirot, Hercule Poirot, the first cases on PS4, Alan Wake Remastered on PS4 and PS5, BPM Bullets Per Minute on PS4, Hell at Loose, fantastic game on PS5, Jet, the Far Shore on PS5, Nickelodeon All-Star Brawl on PS4 and PS5, Puzzle Bobble 3D Vacation Odyssey on PS4 and PS5, Rainbow Billy the Curse of the Leviathan on PS4, and Super Monkey Ball Banana Mania on PS4 and PS5. On October the 6th, we received Art of Rally on PS4 and PS5, Night Squad 2 on PS4, and Tangle Tower also on PS4. And then finally, on October the 7th, we got Blazing Beaks on PS4, Children of Morta Complete Edition on PS4, Far Cry 6 on PS4 and PS5, Milk Choco on PS4, and then Super Arcade Soccer 2021 on PS4. And that is all for the new game releases this week. And I'm going to now, I'm going to start to wrap this thing up and get out of here rather quickly this week. Well, let me tell you what I've been doing first. So this week I played quite a bit of NBA 2K22. I'm still just playing my team, working through seasonal challenges, getting XP, you know, getting cards, trying to, like Travis said, I'm kind of getting obsessed with leveling up in this season system that they have, which is carried over from last year, admittedly. But I don't know why I'm on such like a binge this year of like, I need to do this, I need to do that. And I think that's... There's just enough variety in the My Team mode itself to kind of keep things fresh when you're just playing those challenges and whatnot. So anyway, I played that. Played more Deathloop. Still enjoying it. Still think it's pretty good, especially in terms of gameplay itself and systems. I will say, and I did want to say that I started to appreciate and understand and like the game more when I just quit worrying about dying. Especially at the very beginning, because at the, I'm sure, unless there's a way that I that I don't know about, I don't think it's even possible at the very beginning to kill all eight of your targets right on the first day, the first playthrough, so to speak. So once I stopped worrying about that and realized that, hey, every time I go to these places in a in a different time of day, I can get new intel and you know figure out what I need to do to to beat the game. Once I realized that and kind of let go of it. I've been getting infinitely more enjoyment out of the game itself, so we'll see got to keep pressing forward with that speaking of pressing forward to the front line played a little bit of hell let loose when it came out on Tuesday fantastic game Travis and I got extremely extremely lucky first game we jumped in first squad that we picked we got into a squad that was having fun communicating taking it seriously and it was a blast now Travis did lose internet in the middle of it so I don't know if he's formed an opinion yet but that game is so good. So good. It's not like, I, like I've said. It's not Call of Duty. It's not Battlefield. So you have to go in knowing that and preparing yourself for that. But great game. And then finally, I have been playing the Battlefield 2042 beta like many, many people have been. And, you know, it's fine. It's like I've told Travis, it's fine, which he, for him means he doesn't like it. And I think the more I play, the more it grows on me. It's like Deathloop a bit in that way. but. The gunplay is good. I'm still, there is some recoil, but I'm still not convinced that they've tuned the weapons correctly and that, you know, there shouldn't be more recoil. If somebody would just come out from DICE and say, hey, listen, it's 20 years in the future. We don't think guns will recoil. Just say that, and I'll just, I I won't believe it, but I'll let it go. Also, I don't know why that bothers me so much, but I got to say, if I'm being honest, after coming from a game like Hell Let Loose, where you're engaged pretty much the whole time, if you want to be, if you know what you're doing, And then going to Battlefield 2042, although the gameplay may be superior in ways on Battlefield, there's times where I find myself very bored on Battlefield. There's times where I find myself I have no idea what's going on. I feel like I'm not doing anything constructive. I feel like I'm just running around killing some of the time on Battlefield. I don't know. I I don't. (laughs) So let me put it this way. If you're going to play Battlefield and Hell It Loose, definitely play Battlefield first. If you're wanting to like it. Because for me. Uh, Hell Let Loose kind of took a little bit of the luster. Away from it. Anyway that's it. for That I've been playing this week. Uh, in the week ahead. Trying to play some more 2K NBA Deathloop. Um, Hell Let Loose. That's pretty much it. I've got a lot that I can play. But I'm stuck on those for now. And I really do want to finish Deathloop. So we'll see how that goes. But I'm going to get out of here. Hope you guys have enjoyed the show. Sorry that you all missed Travis this time, but he'll be back next week and we'll we'll get back to normal. But if you all did enjoy the show, don't forget to subscribe and rate, review, share us with a friend, all that good stuff that we very much appreciate and that helps us in the algorithm and all those nice things. Also, if you want to talk with us, talk with us about PlayStation, maybe the show, don't forget to find us on Twitter at the DualSense Pod, or you can find us on Instagram at the DualSense Podcast. And then, of course, on YouTube at the DualSense Podcast as well. So I'm going to get out of here, sign off. going to go play a little bit of Battlefield 2042 beta, see if my feelings change on it. You guys take care. Have a great week. Stay safe, and we'll talk at you next time. Bye-bye.